Many of the stories in this series contain difficult subjects and traumatic events. Listener discretion advised. CP came into the project with a really strong concept of the story he'd like to tell and how he'd like to do it. He's an extremely natural, charismatic storyteller and he found the flow of that really quickly. Our biggest question to answer was how the story should be told. We talked over snacks at length about the options, what he'd feel comfortable with, what felt comfortable for the project. And I thoroughly enjoyed getting to have these conversations and helping develop CP's original idea into something with so much depth and humour and still sweet even with the dark tinge moments and so referential to Pompey itself. He held the audience in his grip with his effortless improvised quips as he threw shade as our extremely comfortable, but extremely <laughs> ugly, ugly armchair. Oi! I'm so sorry, George. Uh, let's get settled into our own armchairs, hopefully not as ugly, and enjoy CP's ambivectrous the musical without the music. <laughs> Very good. There? Yes, there we go. This is only to prove the point that gays don't know how to sit on chairs. <laughs> um, so, some of you in the audience know me. Some of you have absolutely no idea who I am. Um, the many of those that do know an on version of me, what I call the on version. It's a professional version uh, most of the time. Um, those people also know that I'm the man with the plan. Five plans to back up every one of those, 100 plans in case any of those go wrong and we need to take a different plan. Always a plan. About 15 years ago, that plan was, I was working as a personal shopper for a very fancy design brand and planning to kind of take over the world in that space. About five years ago, um, I was planning to move to the States with my husband at the time, um, and that was the plan. At one time or another, the plan has always been save the world, help people, cure people, heal people in whatever way they needed. Um, I think it's already been said at some point tonight, the, hey, how are you? The automatic response is always, yeah, I'm good, how are you? What can I do to help you? What do you need from me right now? What can I do? So at points I was giving away and allowing that time to be taken from my emotional space. I was feeling it and I could name it and talk about it internally, but I wasn't giving myself space to talk about it with other people because I was so concerned with saving everybody else. So in the space of 12 months, I had to say goodbye in order to my hound, my house, and my husband. And through all of that, I was still trying to save the world rather than letting people help when the help was offered. So the day that I had my dog put down in my own living room, I missed a meeting that I was meant to go to, which caused conflict and chaos and arguments and all sorts. And it was then my response to try and help that person through their conflict towards me, prioritize their need over mine. The day that I submitted my divorce paperwork, not that long ago, um, was the same day that I was running, rushing around this city 
trying to get everything that I needed sorted because I was organizing a vigil for a murdered trans teenager rather than taking care of my own time and my own emotions. So I had a decision to make at that point. Um, the title of this piece originally is, was called, or still is called, Ambi Virtuous the Musical. The first, <laughs> the first part of that, um, Ambi Virtuous, is what Mazzy said as the, um, as the line for my piece. It's about people who take on these leadership roles, the organizer role, the I'll get everything sorted role. Um, but if somebody else was doing it, they quite happily stand back and just follow. So it's, I'm here to help, but I'd rather not be. The second half of the title, the musical, is because this was originally meant to be a musical. Um, I was not meant to be sat on this chair, and there's been jokes made about this chair tonight. People have said some horrible things about this chair. I said some awful things yesterday about this chair, but nobody's mentioned the vile rug. <laughs> this is like pond scum green. I was meant to have a piano. I was gonna have a grand piano and a red rug and the budget wouldn't stretch that far. And right now, I was gonna sing you a song and play a piece called Into the Shadow, which is about a character who, like me, was going through that turning point, that decision of do you stand back, stay in that shadow, let other people be in the light? Do you give up your own life to make sure that other people can have theirs? That's the decision that I had to make. That character chose to stay in that shadow and chose to give up their life, and that's not the decision that I took. I decided to try and focus on what I called my corner of the sky, my corner of the world, not focus so much on trying to save the world, but trying to save my part of it. And the way I did that was focusing on some of the things that I didn't plan some of the amazing things that happened in my life that I didn't ever plan on happening. So I didn't plan to move to Portsmouth. Um, I can pronounce my THs. Um, I don't make dodgy jokes about Buckland, and I can't tell you how to get places by telling you the names of pubs from 30 years ago. Yes, I'm looking at you. Um, but I didn't plan it. It's now where I call home, um, and it's where I will stay. I didn't plan to start working for Portsmouth Pride. I didn't plan to found and then run a queer activism campaign. I didn't plan to meet some of the amazing people that are now in my life that I call my chosen family. Some are in this audience, some are facilitating these workshops and these performances, and some are still backstage. The new plan isn't necessarily not planning, but it's being more comfortable with the things that I didn't plan. Um, because by doing that, I'm allowing myself time to focus on my corner of the sky. I was then gonna break into another song for you, um, <laughs> aptly called Corner of the Sky, um, which was stolen from another musical. <clears throat> I'm not gonna sing it for you and I'm not gonna play it for you, but I am gonna tell you the last line of the piece, which is, rivers belong where they can ramble, eagles belong where they can fly. I've got to be where my spirit can run free and find my corner of the sky. Thank you. And that was CP's story. I was really moved actually by how honest CP was. 
and I think it's particularly difficult and sometimes we don't appreciate how hard it is for people who have a very public persona and especially one that's so deeply involved with creating events that celebrate queer joy in Portsmouth. Um, I think it was just immensely powerful to hear somebody admit their vulnerability when usually they're trying to buoy other people up and allow them to find ways to overcome that. Um, and I'm so glad that CP felt able to tell that story in this space and to share it on stage. Yeah, absolutely agree. And CP is just so funny and so casual with the audience in a way that feels rehearsed, but absolutely wasn't. And CP didn't even have a story written down. Like this was bullet points that CP had and created. So both nights were slightly different. There were different quips and different things added. And my favorite personal story is that someone else made a quip about the chair. So the second night CP dug the knife in about the rug. <laughs> yes, yes. Which actually was an old rug from home. So that was actually in our house That's actually at some Josh's point. personal yeah, rug. That was. was a real, pa- you are not invited back. Yeah. <laughs> what I also really loved is um, thinking about, you know, the public facing persona of CP. I re- often reflected on how would I fare doing being in that situation Mm. and so real credit to cp for putting yourself in that situation to be vulnerable i think sometimes it's really easy to hide behind the the facade of like being in charge or leading things um that i don't honestly think if i was in that situation i'm not sure if i would put myself in there just ironic Mm. really right courtney because josh has made both of us do that yeah yeah so we've both done it i think it's josh's turn next maybe so yeah Let's move on to the next story. 